This is reposted. Every morning, Larry and I dig into a quote or idea that has caught our eye. Our hope is that our chat inspires you to never stop thinking and possibly challenges you in a new way. Thank you for stopping by. Mr. Keller, I've talked about this a couple of times, having something in your life that you love everything about. Talked about surfers who love driving to the beach, changing their wetsuit, walking in the sand, getting into the cold water. Artists who love setting up everything and then getting into it. Mechanics, like a mechanic walking into their shop, smelling the oil, going under the car. So I'm always kind of asking myself, what is something that I love everything about? For the record, I'm still looking for it. Turns out one of those people that had something in his life was the late, great comedian Norm McDonald, who recently passed away. All sorts of tributes about him. One, uh, I read one in Gawker that really hit me about how much he loved writing jokes. There's all sorts of meaty stuff in this, but here's the quote I want to start with. And here perhaps is why Norm McDonald died less famous than he should have. He cared about jokes too much. When the business of comedy is not actually about jokes so much as audience shares and sponsors and streams and tickets, the comedy-consuming public claims to care nothing for these matters, of course. We only want funnier and funnier jokes. That is the theory anyway, but in practice, the public is depressingly susceptible to hype. Fake funny sells. I always thought Norm was very dry and I didn't really connect. But I, what I guess happened was that I was trained to, to love the fireworks and everything and not just listen to his jokes. What do you think about this theory? Um, I have lots of thoughts. I, I don't necessarily, I mean, I agree with this theory, but I think it, it misses the point that show business, it, as actors, a lot of time people say show business, don't forget, is a business. Like you need to not only be a good actor, you need to be able to sell yourself. And people want this utopian world where the funniest joke wins, but but that's not what it is. Like he, everyone, he was uh, always described as a comedian's comedian. Like everyone liked him within the comedy world. I thought he was very funny. I thought what he did was always very smart. And uh, Nicole's favorite word, he was very nuanced. Um, but I, I don't, I, I guess I kind of get hung up on people saying that he should have been more famous just because of who he was. Like he didn't have the drive to be a Jim Carrey at the top of his game. It's, it's just, I guess it's nice to look back on, but he always was, had the raw talent, but not the ability to um, focus his efforts towards business. Yes. But what I hear from this article and what I hear from Norm is that he didn't care about making movies, TV shows, going on to be a nice. He loved writing jokes. He, he actually turned down all these roles to just go back to the clubs and do what he loved, telling jokes. I like to think about an engineer who likes the structural integrity of buildings. That's why he becomes an engineer. But if you go to a firm, it's sort of in our DNA to think, well, I got to get promoted to supervisor. Then I got to become a partner. And then you're not really doing engineering anymore you're managing people and managing a business and not doing what you love. So my question is like, how many people in life know actually the part of what they're doing and what they love doing instead of all the other stuff? So Norm wasn't rich and famous as he could have been, but he was doing what he really loved, which was writing jokes in clubs. 
yeah, I mean, he he did turn down work a lot. Another um, kind of famous thing about Norm is that he never got a driver's license. He didn't want to learn how to drive. I mean, that was another aspect of of his life. I, I think we're agreeing with I think we agree with each other, but we're taking maybe different uh, perspectives on it. But um, I think we project onto him what he should have been. And, and yeah, I guess like what you're saying. But but also there is a level of like you can love engineering and then you can love aspects of your life that um, aren't just engineering, like getting the promotion so you can go take your family on a nicer vacation. I mean, just because it's work. I mean, there's other aspects that, that can bring joy out of your life and a, a means to an end. And to me, Norm didn't seem like that type that wanted the things everyone else says you should want. Yeah, which I think is cool, which my point is that he knew himself. Like, for instance, right, it's it's okay to be an engineer and also become the boss or the owner of your company, but maybe that's not what you want. But I think, feel like society says, hey, you're, you start here and then you work your way up. Whereas if the person that truly knows themselves says, like, you know what, I just want to be an engineer. I, do, I I've, My friend's a city planner, and he's, I'm always like, hey, you're going to become the city manager? He's like... That's way past all the responsibilities of what I want other than city planning. In my old days as a radio DJ, people would call up all the time and be like, hey, I want to be a professional singer. And I would always be like, well, here's the deal. Do you go to church by any chance? If you do, just go sing in the choir. And then you're singing. Maybe it's not professional, but you're doing what you love and you're singing. Oh, no, you want to be a famous professional singer. If you like to sing, there is plenty of ways open mic nights to just sing but you want to be a famous singer on stage performing in front of thousands of people. Yeah. And especially nowadays with uh, you seeing uh, Instagram or TikTok influencers yes. doing something and like, Oh, I want to emulate that. And I want to become famous. And there's a obsession with famous with the Kardashians and earlier mm -hmm. on Paris Hilton. I'm curious what you think about this fake funny cells. Are you on board with that? Do you think that's true? Do it's kind of like when the radio plays a top, top 20 and we're force fed to like a song. Do you think that applies to comedy? Oh, and by the way, I mean, that is absolutely the case in radio, right? For my entire life and still to this day, they're not playing you the best song. Some big record label paid money to a radio station to get that song on and they're force feeding you the song. So mm -hmm. absolutely. And I feel like it's that, you know, you know this and in the entertainment business are the best shows, the ones we see, or is it the ones that came down the pipeline and the someone, the powers that be made it possible. And also the best actors aren't the ones that we see yes. on TV. I mean, sometimes there's uh, someone threads a needle like a Christian Bale or um, what's his face that retired. Uh, there will be blood. What's his name? Do you know? Oh, I know you're talking about. Yeah, I'll look exactly. it up as we're talking. But yeah, I mean, the, the Emmys just happened and I'm in an acting class. And every time there's an awards uh, ceremony, my actors in my class are like, why? We need the most whatever, whatever. And I'm like, the Emmys are a show. The Emmys are a business. They're not putting this thing on and they're not giving the awards out for the fun of it. It's it's a business. And so, sure, maybe some things are, are getting recognition that shouldn't. Or it's who spent the most money to promote their movie, not the Emmys, who spent the most to promote their TV show. And I think you just have to look at it as what it is. And we're getting into this agreement. Like if, I guess maybe if you want more raw comedy, go to an open mic or go to a stand-up show. Don't go to someone that has the, the business side on, 
um, pushing them forward. Like an actor, right? You know this better than me. But if you like being an actor, you like going and driving to auditions and providing your craft and all of that. Because that's mainly what you're doing is going to auditions and getting uh, discouraged. So if you enjoy that process, then you like truly kind of being an actor. For me as a parent. Uh, a lot of times, you know, there's busy stuff going on, blah, blah, blah. And my, one of my kids will be like, hey, dad, um, why is the sky blue? Or ask, why, well, how do cars, how, what's the combustion engine like? And Where I do babies poo- come from? What about all that stuff, right? And I kind of poo-poo their questions. And I'm like, hey, I'm busy. I can't think about that now. But then I'm like, wait a minute. I'm a parent. That's my job is to explain minutia to people that grow up like I had three kids for a reason. Sometimes I forget that, but that's the job. And so I should try to embrace enjoying those questions. I, I am going to have to disagree. No actor likes driving to an audition. You might like prepping for it. Anyway, that was just a, a I, but uh, from the very beginning of this episode, I think I know what you love every aspect of, and that's your rucksack. <laughs> well, I, you, you light up every time you talk about that thing, you like putting it on. It, it, I think that's it. Maybe you don't want that to be it, but that's my vote. Uh, well, that's good. Well, you know, the other one that I think of all the time is like a chef slash bar owner. If you own, if you own a restaurant and you're a chef or you own a bar, you're basically working every night of the week and weekends. Think about all the things that you miss if you own a bar. So you must love the idea of people coming to your place and enjoying the goods you have. Otherwise, there's no reason to be a chef owner or a bartender. Yeah, it's not so you go out and shake someone's hand that like when a celebrity comes to your restaurant and you come out and shake their hand. One more litmus test that um, actors get a lot, but you could apply to anything in life. If, if you're doing like something like acting that's just abusive, uh, I've heard so many times, if you can imagine yourself doing anything else, do that. Like this is not something that you're, you're, probably won't be wildly successful at. And so it's going to be a difficult life. So if you can imagine yourself doing anything else, bartender, um, maybe do that. Kurt Cobain, lead singer of Nirvana, started a band. They happen to be really good, but he never thought they were going to be famous. He thought they were just going to be playing tiny clubs forever. And he would just be driving from small town to small town playing music. All of a sudden, he got majorly famous, had lots of money and all sorts of things. And he couldn't have handled it and kill himself. But there was yeah. there's some, sometimes there's no way to go backwards, right? If you just want to do something, all of a sudden you blow up, and you're not able to deal with it. There's there there was no way for Kurt to go backwards on that. Yeah, be careful what you wish for yes. because you lose your autonomy. And the, yeah, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube, as they say. Correct. Well, Norm McDonald will be missed. Um, if you want to reach out. Find us at Reposted Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm Andrew for Daniel Day-Lewis saying thanks for stopping by.